Can you remember the time when you were born again? We're born again by the Spirit of God, by the Word of God. Everything changes. We are just no longer the person that we once were. We're different after we're born again. And no matter what the sins were that we were committing before we were born again, his blood paid for those sins, and we are changed into another person. And the astounding thing to me at the time was he has made me accepted in the beloved, as Paul said in Ephesians 1.6. It's not that I did anything to be accepted in the beloved. I was just changed into his image instantly by his spirit when he spoke to me. We are continually growing in Christ, and we are continually formed into Christ, the image of Christ. Every time we see a scripture, and we do that scripture, we are recreated into the image of Christ. At the time I was born again, I owned a small business in Dallas, and a man filed a lawsuit against me and I saw a scripture. I was a new Christian and I saw this scripture and I thought the promises of God in this scripture now belong to me. The scripture was Isaiah fifty four seventeen. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. At the time I saw this scripture, I had a lawyer representing me in this lawsuit. But the money being charged every month by the lawyer was eating up all the profits to my business. And I saw this scripture, and I said, this scripture belongs to me. This promise belongs to me. I'm a Christian now. Therefore, this lawsuit cannot prosper against me. So I made the decision to release my lawyers and to go to court without any human legal counsel because I believed what this scripture said. If no weapon is formed against me can prosper, my reasoning was, why do I need this lawyer? It's destroying me, my own lawyers, were destroying me by the legal bills. It does take faith in believing the scriptures. Every way I looked at this scripture, it applied to me. I'm a Christian now. I'm a servant of the Lord now. 
my righteousness is of God in the sense that I'm trying to follow what God says to do. I did make an appointment with my pastor as a new Christian to tell him what my plan was. I prayed on the way to that appointment that God would give the pastor wisdom in this matter. I shared with him what my intention was and how I had seen this scripture and I believed it applied to this situation that I was in and I wanted to release my attorneys and go to court without any human legal counsel and stop these legal bills. He looked at me and he said, Joan, I perceive that you have faith to do this this way. That was definitely wisdom that God gave him because that was what is important. I was acting upon a scripture which I believed applied to me and I did have faith to release my attorneys and to go to court without any human legal counsel because of this scripture. So I called my attorney immediately and I said to him, Gordon, I am now a Christian. Therefore, the promise of God in the Bible belongs to me. And I told him I had seen this scripture which says, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Therefore, I told him, I was going to release him and the attorneys that had been working on my case and go to court without any human legal counsel. He was very shocked. And he said to me, Joan, you can't do this. You don't realize how evil these courts are today. I said, Gordon, either this promise of God in the Bible is real and is for me, or else the Bible's just a history book. If the Bible is only a history book telling about God and has no power of God, I want no more to do with it. Therefore, I'll test it at this time by doing this scripture. If this scripture is a promise of God for me today, a living promise, this weapon that this man has formed against me will not prosper. About a week later, Gordon came to me and he said, Now, Joan, we want you to know that we're willing to work with you it will only take about $10,000 more to try your case. I was shocked. I screamed out, $10,000 more? Gordon, stop. Don't do anything. I probably had a total of 
maybe five, six hundred dollars. And this is going to cost ten thousand dollars more and put me into bondage to debt, which God had gotten me freed of. I knew it was not the way of God. At that time, I didn't know how we could tell the way of God. Now I know we can tell what is of God by the characteristics of the wisdom from God, which are given to us in James 3.17. The wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. These legal bills were putting me back into debt. That was a very hard yoke. To even think of going in debt $10,000 for legal bills was an extremely hard yoke. I didn't know at that time this scripture in James 3.17, but I did know that God had gotten me out of debt and had encouraged me to stay out of debt and that the way of this lawsuit was taking me back into debt and in a way that was totally opposite from God's, from his will for me. The will of God for us is very important. And I knew this lawsuit and what it was doing was taking me the opposite way from that which God had shown me, which was to get out of debt and stay out of debt. Later, Gordon came to me and said, Joan, we have decided that we will try your case without any additional expense to you. But I didn't hear him mention God in that plan, that God showed us to do this. He just said, we've decided that we will do this. So I said to Gordon, well, I'll just have to get back in touch with you on this subject. Um, Give me a little time here, and then I'll let you know. So I turned to God, and I said, what do you want me to do about this free legal service? And I was instantly reminded of the story of Abraham in the following passage of Scripture. The king of Sodom said to Abraham in Genesis 14, Give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. And Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up mine hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from a thread even to a shoe latchet, and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou should say, I have made Abram rich. And I knew God was showing me, turn down that free legal service. Also, 
I was very strongly impressed by what Abraham said. And I wanted my life to be like that. I don't want my provision to come from man. I want my provision to come from God. And I set about from that time, which was in approximately 1976, I set about from that time to now with the same attitude. I want my provision to come from God, not from man. When I see things on television about the winning of the lottery, I just shudder. I wouldn't trade anything for the provision of God. Would you want to depend on man to provide for you and give away the gift that we have in knowing that the Lord is our shepherd I shall not want? Would you turn to the lottery to get things and give up the promise of God that he will provide for us? I, I just can't imagine doing that. So at that point in time, I wanted, like Abraham, my provision to be from God. And this affected the rest of my life. Get out of debt, stay out of debt, and have your provision be from God. That's an extremely strong foundation upon which to build your life if you have faith in God. If you have faith in the Word of God. Now, so many people that contact me don't have faith in God. They say they're pastors, but they want me to be their provision. They don't have faith that God will provide their needs. I would not want to give up this understanding of God taking care of me. And it's a promise to you, too, if you have faith to believe he will. I was very frightened during the time of this trial We had to wait about four to six months before the case would get to the courts. The man was suing several dealers in American Indian arts. He was charging us with conspiracy to try to keep him from doing business in the Dallas Metroplex. I'd never even heard of the man's name. I learned at that time, in the United States at least, a person does not have to have any reasonable charge against you to file a lawsuit against you. That's a terrifying thought. He doesn't even have to have any proof of your doing anything against him. So here is another point where I turn to God. During this time of this trial, I turned to God and prayed that never again would I ever in any form be 
in the human courts. I prayed that God would keep me protected from that which men could do to me in the case of this lawsuit. I'm sure I didn't know this scripture at the time in Philippians 4, 6, but it fits exactly Philippians 4, 6. Be careful for nothing. In other words, don't sit there and worry that some stranger could sue you in the human courts in the future. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Well, my request to God was that he never let anyone take me into the human courts this way again. They never let anyone file a lawsuit against me like this again. That he never have anyone bring me before the human courts. That's exactly what this scripture is for. Be careful for nothing but in everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. But it takes faith. Do I believe that God is able to keep this from happening to me in the future? I do believe God is able to keep this from happening to me in the future. Therefore, I have the basis to pray a prayer of faith, which I prayed over myself. Then it says, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So whatever it is that concerns you, if you have faith to pray, let your request be made known to God. What do you want God to do for you in this situation? This waiting for trial in the U.S. courts took four to six months. And of course I was frightened. God would give me different scriptures to encourage me. I wrote these scriptures out and kept them before me day and night. I also put these scriptures on a cassette tape and played it all night long. When I went to bed, I would start the cassette tape playing to comfort me, to help me, to give me faith, to keep the fear down. When I woke up in the night, I would turn the cassette tape over and play the other side, for I had recorded these scriptures on both sides of a cassette tape. Six days before we were to go to trial, the man dropped all charges against everybody. His lawyer called me and said, we tried to get this our client not to sue you. He had no grounds. But he was like a madman. We could not reason with him. And since you don't have a lawyer, we're calling you to tell you that he dropped all charges. And I said, well, did he drop all charges against everybody, the other dealers? And he said, yes, he dropped all charges against everyone. He cut you loose. I was free. But during this trial, during this situation, God taught me 
a lot of things about following him and about faith, which for the next 40 or 50 years, I was going to live by. These things I've shared with you today were a brand new Christian doing things of God, really, without knowing much about God. But it was the foundation for everything for the rest of my life concerning following God. If you are a new Christian and in any type of troubling situation, I think this can help you greatly. Thank you for allowing me to speak this to you today.